0: Go to CloudOptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's CloudOptimizer.com.
1: What trips people up is to try to change too dramatically at once. Ultimately, a better path. It's like New Year's increments. The groove is super important. And in some ways, doing a thing every week is easier than doing it twice a month.
0: I just like talking to people about that process because in my entire life, I've never been able to do that. And I'm so happy to have a platform where I can do that.
1: Do it badly and then do it better. That was the exact path that you did on this streaming thing. If you like doing something badly, guess what? You just found something that you like doing.
0: You just have to do the thing. That is the number one hurdle in this entire sector of creative stuff, and especially YouTube. Stop thinking and just do a thing.
1: Hey, welcome to the Create Unknown, the home of Make Something Mean Something. It is Tuesday, TCUs Day. We are here live on Discord. I am Kevin Lieber. With me, as always, is Matthew Tabor.
0: Yeah, I want to get something out of the way uh, right up front. Uh, A little congratulations to Kevin Lieber of the Create Unknown and Vsauce 2 for hitting 750 million views on the YouTubes. You hit 750 mil. Did you even notice that? (laughs) No, you would think that.
1: (laughs) YouTube would send you like an email or something or a notification in the the creator studio of milestones like that, but they
0: don't seem to. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. And I think the milestones should be, you know, like 100, 500, 1,000, you know, 5,000, whatever. Once you hit 500,000 or 500 million, I think the next logical milestone is 750 because then you could be like, all right, you're halfway to closing the gap to a billion, like onward to a billion. That's really all you can say at that point because like, what are you going to get Like an 875 million? No, this is stupid. No, you get one shot between half a billion and a billion and it's recognizing the halfway point. I but know. yeah, you, you made it. You're on the other side of that. It's like the ant on a rope thing where where now you're you're coming into the other end of the rope.
1: And just like the ant on the rope, I will die long before I reach the end of the rope. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so funny thinking like, oh, only 250 million more views to get to a billion. But uh,
0: I, you just need a couple shorts to blow up. Yeah. You just, you just got to have them bang and pull like 150 million views on one short and then it'll be fine. Yeah, something involving uh, me getting hit in the balls,
1: I think, would help a lot. (laughs) If if we could sort of manufacture that, (laughs) figure something out there. But um, speaking of uh, milestones and goals and plans, um, I really wanted to take the time here, since we're on the other side of the holiday and the new year, to talk about the new year, to talk about 2023 uh, what, what's, what are the goals? What are the plans? You know, I think that this is a natural point for everyone and anyone to think about doing a little bit of a reset or, um, reconfiguration of what it is that they're doing. You know, not necessarily a new year's resolution, but, uh, more like a, a new year's grind dilution. Like what, what's next? Grind
0: dilution. What's, what is, well, what is our me, new year's grind dilution? Are you uh, before we do that? Are you somebody who who does the annual review? Do you do you uh, sit down and, and analyze the state of the Libra right around the the beginning of the new year and come up with goals and, and resolutions and things like that? Do you do that?
1: Not not resolutions, um, but but certainly, I think it's a time to rethink what's going on in, in on the treadmill, because it's so hard. Yeah. You're not going to do that in like October. Uh, you're not going to <laughs> come <laughs> up with the like a new plan,
0: personal review. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's just it's not going to happen. And I think um, anyone who listens, who is, um, you know, full time living the grind, whatever their grind is, knows that once you're sort of locked into that, it's pretty hard to take a step back arbitrarily and reassess. I think this is a non-arbitrary moment to reassess. It's sort of like a a collectively understood moment that we all set aside to say, hey, you know, some people say, hey, maybe I should quit smoking. Or, hey, maybe I should, you know, lose 10 pounds. Um, I say, hey, maybe I should do more. (laughs) This year or do some things different or more efficiently or expand in certain areas. I I don't know, but this is, this is the designated time for that. So it is, let's
0: do it. And I, I, I will say that resolution, I, I've never quite been comfortable with that because resolute is as strong as it gets. Like that's asking a lot of me to be, to be resolute about something as opposed to like, yeah, let's just suggest something that might be pretty good. You should do that. That's very different than, than having to be resolute I'm like ah back off a little bit just just let me live my life and I'll do a little bit better so I do like I do like thinking uh a little bit about it without without the weird pressure of of being resolute well that's interesting
1: because I almost I, I I sort of see it two different ways there in, in one in one instance I could see how you ha- have to change dramatically you have to be resolute about it or else you won't change dramatically yeah
0: that's but i, true. But I yeah. think
1: what trips people up because this is almost always the wrong way to do it is to try to change too dramatically at once uh to yeah. the point in which you have to be resolute about it and then a month later you're like eh, i don't want to go to the gym anymore so i'm not going to uh yeah. so um you're right though i i think that ultimately a, a better path I don't know what the word is, but it's like increment. It's like New Year's, New Year's increments. <laughs> what are my New Year's increments that I could uh, <laughs> do each day that will add up to something by the end of the year?
0: Well, what's uh, what's your your start on this? Do you have a big one or do you have a bunch of little ones?
1: Oh man, I, I think I'm a little all over the place, which is probably a, okay. A, uh, partly a bad thing, but maybe partly a good thing. Cause, partly cause maybe a good thing. Yeah. If, yeah, if you shoot your shot a little wide, you know, something will hit the target. So I have one that I've already been doing. So it's not, it, it's not much of a inc- increment or a resolution. It's more just a reminder to stay on track. And that has to do with the cartoons that I've been drawing. I have, I've been really trying to do one a week. Uh, It doesn't matter, you know, so far, it hasn't mattered at least what day it is. It's not like I have to say, okay, every Monday night, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to draw a new cartoon. Maybe it happens Sunday morning, but I have been trying to hit one of those per week. And, and I think because, and I think that this might be helpful for people is that I think if you want to do something, uh, you probably should be doing it at least once a week. And if you're slipping on that, that seems like a a problem. If you're slipping, if you can't manage the one a week, that's bad. I I think obviously there's room for error there. It depends on what it is, but what, what do you think about that?
0: Yeah, I think that's, I think that's right where you have to have some level of frequency. I mean, some things I'm sure you, you can't do, like, it's just not possible to do them with real frequency. You know, I, I don't know, uh, I can't think of a specific example right now, but it's just something like so big, or maybe you have to travel to do it or, you know, something where it's like, it has to be monthly. So I'm sure those things exist, but think back to when we started the podcast and we were uh, releasing every two weeks. Didn't that seem like an eternity between episodes? It was crazy. And we, we would uh, do batch recording. We'd record a few and then, you know, a month later do like the next three, four episodes, something like that. And it just, it, it was hard to get into a groove with that because it just, the, the, the frequency wasn't there. And now look at how easy it is today. We had to bump this up by several hours. We did that on half an hour's notice, and it was no big deal to transition into that because it's just part of our week. And, and we don't have to really go out of our way to, to, uh, make it happen because we're just doing it all the time, you know? So uh, that frequency helps a lot. And I think that's, I think that's important to factor in that you have to uh, do something often enough for it to be an easy habit, but not so often that it's overwhelming. If you tried to force yourself to draw a cartoon a day, there, there are going to be days that are just bonkers. They're going to be crazy. Uh, and, And maybe there's just a day where you don't have an idea that's good enough that you don't like one enough. And so it's not feasible that you would be able to pound out every single day. So that one is an overwhelming level of frequency. But if you, if, if it was one cartoon a month, it's like, you're not even (laughs) going to remember. And like the, when the first week of the month rolls around, you're like, well, I've got all month to do this (laughs) and you're not going to get it done. So, so yeah, there's definitely a balance on, on size and frequency.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Two things came to mind, uh, uh, when you were discussing this, one one is that you're right. Uh, it, the groove is super important. The groove is really important, and in some ways, uh, doing a thing every week is easier than doing it twice a month, which sounds counterintuitive, but it's not. It's like making it a regular part of your life is actually makes it fit into your life a lot easier than irregularity, which then makes it seem like something you have to remember. Or, you know, did I do it yet? Or that, that I I could, I could even get more specific with this in regards to the podcast. When we used to do random days of the week, we would do it every week, but we would choose a different day. That was really hard and annoying. Yeah, That sucked a lot where all of a sudden, you know, Matt and I, it would be Friday and we hadn't reported, recorded a podcast yet. And we're like, oh gosh, we have to record a podcast this week. I guess we'll do it Sunday. Maybe. I don't know. And just eventually saying like, look, we're just going to do it on Tuesdays and that's the end of it. Well, guess what? (laughs) That made everything a lot easier because then you can schedule around it. You can look forward to it. Uh, You know, uh, once you have recorded the podcast that you you don't have to worry about it for the rest of the week. Um, So yeah, that, that regularity is really important. And the other thing that I thought of has to do with your rule of you are, you are what you do. And, Mm I think that there is a balance here between it not even really being a thing that you do if you don't do it with any regularity. Like, is it, 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 you know, it's like if it's a thing that you do every now and then, is it really, does it, does it become part of you? Yeah. Is it part of you or is it just like an afterthought?
0: Yeah. And there's a thing, there's an extension of that too. You need to set yourself up to win with frequency, to feel good about things with frequency. And if you do something that that's once a month, you're literally depriving yourself of feeling good. If there's something uh, that is, let's say weekly, you get it done. You're like, yeah, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. That's part of me. I feel good about having accomplished that. And you have a solid 50 little wins a year. Uh, where you've advanced a thing, accomplished something, you get to feel good about you and your life. Uh, if if you can come up with a manageable everyday thing, like there's, there's little stuff that, you know, like the way people start their day, you know, that's like, I'm going to just eat well every morning when I wake up. Like that's not impossible to do. Well, you've given yourself something to feel good about every single day. That's awesome. But yeah, if you do every two, three, four weeks, you just don't get to feel good very often. So it's all the stuff we just talked about. Plus, uh, you miss out on what is really the best part of the whole thing, uh, the feeling of accomplishment and, and doing what you set out to do. It's awesome. So if you come up with a balance of frequency, the balance of size so it's not overwhelming, and then recognize that you're pulling it off. Yeah, that's kind of all of it. That's that's just about everything.
1: Yeah, and another thing that, that comes through this that I want to mention is that uh, if you do uh, set some sort of frequency goal for yourself, whether it's to do the thing that you want to do, and it doesn't have to be something creative. It could be like working on some project. If you have like a car that you work on, you know, doing that with regularity, yeah. whatever it is. But, but what I wanted to say is that um, if you do set some sort and stick to some sort of reasonably achievable goal for whatever your project is, y- y- you will get comfortable with putting, <laughs> this is going to sound weird, but it's, you, you'll you get comfortable with putting out work that you don't think is your best. Like maybe you put out a clunker, mm. but what you learn from that is that you never know what people re- will respond to. So you might put something out, whether it's a, a YouTube video or a song or, whatever it is, a drawing that you're not super happy with. And it might be the most popular thing you've ever done. You just don't, you have no sense of what it's impossible. Anybody who does this with any regularity will tell you, you never know what people are going to like.
0: No, you never know. Uh, and it's the best place to see that is Twitter because uh, You know, you tweet a lot like everybody tweets with with some frequency and you truly never know what's going to blow up. Like the number one tweet I've ever had was was faking having a a poop glove. (laughs) So I I don't know how how much I've I've talked about this on the podcast, but I had these gloves uh, that are cut resistant gloves and they're kind of silverish gray. I use them when I slice meat on the meat slicer and I was slicing, uh, like a honey glazed ham. So the gloves got completely covered with this, you know, brown glaze and I, I put them next to the washing machine um for when i was going to wash clothes next and that's in the in the bathroom and i looked over i'm like if somebody stopped by my house and didn't know anything they were like oh can i use your bathroom and they went in there they would absolutely think that this glove was like <laughs> the wiping glove so it, and i started laughing really hard and so i took a picture of it and and the made a wiping glove so- pre- the,
1: the wiping glove sounds wiping like gloves. like <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a book it sounds like some sort of like, like why, like why a fantasy novel? The wiping glove. It's like Percy Jackson and the wiping glove. Oh
0: <laughs> Harry Potter and the wiping glove of secrets. Those are, those are secrets you don't want to know. Um, But yeah, so I I tweeted a picture of that and made up some stupid (laughs) caption. Like if, if you really care about the environment, you'll stop using toilet paper and you'll use a reusable poop glove, you know, like (laughs) that blew up. Then the other day, like I made, I made a joke that was objectively funny. I, I, am comfortable saying that my own joke was funny about the, the one about the switch. Like I said, I got a switch for Christmas. It wasn't as fun as you guys made it sound because my mom made me go cut it. So (laughs) this is like the old, like cut a switch to be beaten with versus obviously Nintendo switch. That's really funny. That's like objectively better content than the poop glove, but it got like seven likes. Nobody cares about that one. Uh, and if I had to rank the two, I'm going with the switch joke. No, no poop glove banged. And it's it's like that with YouTube videos too. How many amazing ideas have we had? Or like, this is one of the best in a very long time. And you release it and it's like, yeah, five out of 10. Eh. <laughs> and then uh, there's some short that seems like almost a throwaway. And, you know, it pops a million views in three days. Who knows? You're 100% right, though. When you do something with any kind of volume, any kind of frequency, you realize two things. The part that you said where you really don't truly know how people are going to respond for better and worse, uh, which means you don't put a lot of effort into guessing about it. Eventually, you realize, like, I'm going to try my, my thing, throw my pitch, and then we'll see what happens then. Um, And the other part is that it's totally okay that not every single thing you do is the very best ever. You know, if you're doing one cartoon a week, that's about 50 a year. I don't know. Let's just bell curve it and say that 10 are really good. 30 are good. And then 10 are like, "Ah, they're, they're not as good. They're the, they're the bottom 10. It's just going to break down that way and you're not going to feel bad about it. You know, you'll look back and, and realize some are better than others. You'll be like, okay, you'll just plow on and and try to make the next one great and do that over and over again.
1: Yeah. 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 And, and that's the point is that, yeah, you get comfortable with, uh, ones that you, things that you make that you think are great that other people aren't interested in and, and, and vice versa. But either way you are on that, uh, you, you make, or what is it? you are what you do path,
0: so. You are what you do. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what you've been sipping, but you've got it all wrong. It's time to commit to the leaf. We've embraced the smoothness and surprising pick-me-up that tea provides. I literally drink it all day long, nearly a gallon a day, and it powers me through research, script writing, and forums on websites that I refuse to name here. But we don't drink normie NPC tea. We drink cultured and refined anime tea from the Dragon's Treasure. Kevin still likes the gunpowder green called Space Cowboy, and I've sampled nearly 40 Dragon's Treasure teas at this point. Lately, I've been slamming black teas like Kentucky Bourbon and liquefied Berserk Despair. Scottish Breakfast is deep and peaty, and I smooth it over with Sebastian's Morning Earl Grey, which has the best vanilla cream taste I think I've ever had in a cup. Give me a pot of that with a hot meatball sub from Sal's Pizza and Brooks Barbecue Chicken to wash down my last meal on death row. I highly recommend the sampler pack, you'll want to try everything just like I did. I literally have not had one tea that I wouldn't be happy to reorder. The Dragon's Wings membership fuels new tea experimentation, and the Tea of the Month Club provides a regularly scheduled surprise. And when you order from the Dragon's Treasure using code CREATE, you'll get 10% off your order. That's 10% off using the code CREATE at thedragonstreasure.com. The link's in the description. So we, we've we got you with a cartoon a week. What's your next one?
1: Yeah. Oh, and if you want to, uh, and I do post those on uh, Instagram and Twitter, um, both of my uh, uh, personal Instagram and personal Twitter, not, not on Vsauce too. So um, that's, yeah, just kind of like, well, here's the other thing that I really wanted to say. You know, you and I for the last month or so have been discussing and tra- really trying to, Motivate people to do things well. Part of this podcast is going to be us, like not you know, writing checks that we can't cash. I want to talk about the stuff that that not only you, everybody listening knows what we already do with this podcast every week, and as well as um everything with Vsauce too. Well, that's not enough <laughs> because I have plans to do much more this year. You have plans to expand and do more. So. Uh, rather than, you know, the, I don't want the last month of podcasts to be um, taken as us pontificating on what others should be doing. Well, here here we're no. going to talk about what we're doing and, and what we plan on doing more that's of. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and <clears throat> excuse me, um, that's really where, where these topics are coming from. It's from us talking about what we ourselves are going to do and want to do and are doing. And it, that, that's really where it started um, a couple of weeks ago is we were having these conversations. We're like, no, this is there's no reason to do this privately because this is an important part of how everything works here. Like this is this is part of the process. It's it might be the most important part of the process. So, uh, no, we're opening the door so people can peek in like creeps. We're not uh, we're not uh, going door to door and telling you what to do. It's not that at all. We do, we just want people to witness the process.
1: Yeah. So so one of the things um, that uh, I'm really looking forward to doing this year is more more on Vsauce two. And there there really was more on Vsauce two in 2022 by expanding onto other yeah. platforms. So it is. Right. Uh, more likely than not, most people don't realize this because people really kind of have their favorite platforms for the most part, and they stick to it. If you are one of very few people that uses all of them, you may have noticed a whole lot more Vsauce 2 on a whole lot more platforms. And that really started in 2022 uh, with it's brand big shift. Yeah, yeah. Well, I couldn't do it by myself. Um, you know, I, I hired a couple of people because um, I took it as a priority. I realized the that one thing that I don't think that most people realize, even people who are full time creators, is that different audiences are on different platforms. That's just mm-hmm. how it is. You know, when when you and I were growing up on the internet, but but seriously, like everybody was on everything. Probably <laughs> ten, 10 to f- five ish years ago i think in the last five years it's gotten way more niche where it's like okay there are tiktok people and there are instagram people and there are facebook people and there are snapchat people and there are youtube people and there are twitter people and
0: these are not the same person no 10 years ago you were on facebook twitter or both that that's kind of all there was that of significance uh, and now it's like streaming services. Like if you subscribe to everything, how many would that be? Ugh. I subscribe to like nine because I kind of have to, I have to, you know, keep up with enough things. Um, I, think and that's not even all one. I think there are 16 major ones.
1: I think there are 16 ma- major ones. Yeah.
0: That sounds right. 16 sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Well, so that was part of 2022
1: was, was, First of all, recognizing the fact that there are different people on all these platforms. And, and let, let, let me give you an example. Here's a concrete example of what I'm talking about. Last week, someone left a comment on Instagram that uh, essentially begging me to come back to YouTube. And I'm like, uh, mm. dude, <laughs> like, mm. there has been <laughs> hours and hours of new visas to YouTube content in, in the past year. Between like the forty plus original shorts and the ten or so long form videos, that's a whole lot of Vsauce two to catch up on. But it, it just illustrates the fact yes. that people are siloed; they are not um, everywhere. So Vsauce two now is everywhere for all of those different people, and uh, with uh, big deal. with regular regu- regularly uploaded videos across all platforms uh, that I listed: mm-hmm. Snapchat, TikTok, uh, Facebook. Facebook Reels, Instagram Reels, and then obviously YouTube. But what's next? Well, I'm not going to reveal what's next on this podcast. We will do a separate podcast in the coming weeks um, to announce what's next. But what I will say is that you will see more Vsauce 2 on YouTube in 2023 than you have in the past several years, for sure. And that's going that to t- right to me. It's going to take you know a lot of uh, work on my end to to set up you know infrastructure to allow that to happen. But I've already planted the seeds for that, and the ball is starting to roll. It's not really rolling downhill yet, but I've I've nudged the ball, and um, yeah, I'm really excited for that. I think people will be equally excited. I hope so at least. But yeah, you can you can expect more content with more frequency on Vsauce two this year.
0: Uh, The chat has called you a professional ball nudger. I like that. I like that. I think that should, uh, if you should go into your LinkedIn account and I think you can set a job title, any job title you want, yours should be professional ball nudger.
1: You don't think anyone will take that? uh, uh, No. uh, Like in a weird way? No, not at all. Not at all. You
0: can start DMing people, (laughs) uh, offering to help and be like, Hey, do you need your balls nudged? And we just wait and see what happens. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure I'll get a lot of attention. Let's, that let's, way. Nudge, let's nudge some balls in this world. That's, the that's new what year. 2023 is about <laughs> is ball nudging.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so to recap so far, uh, a cartoon every week from me. Uh, also, I, I don't know if people want to buy these drawings, but I might look into some easy way for that as well. Uh, because I, right now the drawings that I do, I just have a, a pile of them <laughs> in my office. Um, <laughs> so if, if anyone is interested in purchasing them to frame or whatever, uh, I might figure out a way to easily do that. I just, I just can't like send them to people all, you know, every week. Um, cause that would take a lot of time, but, um, I don't know. That's in the back of my mind, not in the front there are other things that i need to do before then but i wanted to throw that out there as well as something that i have been thinking about
0: i like it i like it so you've got um you've got the personal thing on cartoons you've got the professional thing on the aggressive ball nudging of vsauce 2 which which truly like I, i'm glad that you detailed being on all those other platforms because it is impossible to know even i don't get those notifications uh or it, like indications of the Vsauce 2 presence on all those apps. And you'd think that all the cookies and every bit of information they have about me, I have probably the greatest Vsauce 2 profile in the world next to you in terms of being recommended that content from the sheer volume of me loading the things up. Um, And I don't, I, I don't get it on most of those platforms. So imagine uh, regular subscribers uh, it's a totally different audience so i think very few people realize how how uh, much stronger your presence is on yeah like you said instagram tiktok uh, and and also uh, adding shorts in on the youtube side that was a big part of 2022 as well Mm -hmm. so uh, having having that roll into even more content this year is is a really uh, ambitious thing, but from uh, the, the little bit you've shared with me about it, I don't think it's, it's like ambitious to a fault. It's really just an extension of all this and it makes a lot of sense. So it's, it's achievable, it's manageable. I like it. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. So that's two things down and in the domain of YouTube videos and in, in the domain of drawing. Um, so now I want to throw it to you. Because you have been doing something mm-hmm. that uh, I don't do ever and have never once done in my entire life, which is streaming on Twitch. That
0: oh, that's right. I mean, we did some streams uh, early on here. Do you remember we had that service that uh, that Patreon recommended, where we had a couple streams where we did like the serial tiers and stuff like that. Um, but that wasn't standard Twitch streaming. Uh, yeah, I've been doing a, a fair bit of it, and I have in about. I don't know, maybe 10 days, a couple days before Christmas was the last time I did one because uh, the, the audio wasn't 11 days, Conrad says. Yeah, that sounds right. You know, I had a really like slapdash quick setup on things and it was uh, pretty janky in in the back room. And so, so I, I'm going to make this room sound much larger than it is, but here, here's what happens. Kevin can verify this. You walk through my kitchen and go into a door. To the left is the general store. This is uh, the huge stockpile of all things food and drink. If you go to the right, that's that's the workshop. There's an eight foot bench with with pegboard with tools and all those things. If you take a hard right, then there's another bench that is the armory where I I work on various firearms and antique things. Uh, so I've been streaming there just when I work on stuff um, you know I'll pop the camera on and and talk to people and I really enjoy it because it's it's oddly solitary to, to work on stuff. Like you don't think about what you're doing when you do it. So here's an example. Uh, I, I recently took, uh, a a gun barrel. I took it, uh, it hurts to even talk about, I took it out of the case to use the case for something else. And it was completely 100% covered in rust. I don't know how this happened, Nothing else there has any oxidation. I, it's like somebody pranked me. Like somebody came in and, and like squirted this thing down with water and left it for a year. I have no idea how this happened, but that's a big project. That kind of rust removal. So as I'm doing it, you know, I'm using uh, like certain solvents that I think are effective. Uh, using a bronze brush to scrub, and that's that's important because bronze is strong enough to take the rust off, but not so strong that it takes the finish, the bluing finish off the metal. And that's the kind of thing that, you know, somebody would think like, why don't you use steel wool? Well, that would work on the rust, but that would also take the finish off. So you don't think about these things as you do them, you know them and you do them. But if I'm streaming, then I can talk about that and be like, here's why I'm using a bronze brush. Here's why I'm using bronze wool. It also is really useful in maritime applications because the little fibers from it don't rust when they're left over and and on a boat, you know it's always wet or extremely humid, uh, and that's prone to rusting when you use steel wool so you know talking about that stuff is i i I really enjoy it, and I'm so happy to have a platform where I can do that, you know and and it kind of forces me to do projects too, not that i. I need to put a gun to my head for it. I obviously like them all, but I, I loved it. And so, yeah, as as Conrad said, 11 days ago, at that point, I thought, you know, I've done 25 hours in the last month. Uh, I don't know, 10, 11 streams. I enjoy this. It's working. I'm going to keep going. I need to upgrade the setup a little bit. So I took uh, the Christmas break to, uh, to switch from my notebook to a tiny computer and put a monitor up and, and got a real mic uh just all the things that, that make it a real setup. And I'm, I'm really happy uh, about the prospect of continuing that through the year. Like I'm every night I want to stream. Like I really, truly do. I want to take, uh, a couple hours and do something back there, whether it's uh, something like I described or the people who who saw me work on the leather baseball glove. I was dealing with some leather gloves from the very late 40s. And uh, yeah, they got a treat when a bottle of oil, foot oil, exploded and drenched my MacBook and face. Uh, I'm still <laughs> paying the price on that. Uh, but it's, yeah, I mean, it, it kind of could be anything that that I, I want to work on. And I, I just like talking to people about that process because I, in my entire life, I've never been able to do that. You know, you, you do the thing you sit down, you work, but you don't ever talk about what you're doing because there's nobody to talk to. <laughs> and even if somebody was there, you're not like giving them the play by play on <laughs> That'd be weird. Like, yeah. Yeah. It, it, unless it's like an apprenticeship situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a unique thing and I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, and I'm, I'm glad to get that set up uh, where it is set up now. Uh, Got all the things that I I needed there right when the calendar flipped over. Now I was, I was pumped about that um, because I I did look at it on that arbitrary calendar bit Just be like, all right, I I'm going into the new year now with a proper setup on a thing I like doing.
1: And there was a, a recent milestone on that. Wasn't there? What was the milestone that you hit on the Twitch account? Was it hours oh, streamed yeah, we, or subscribers um, or how does it work? What was it?
0: Yeah. We just satisfied the affiliate requirements, which is, uh, you know, a certain number of streams and hours and followers and, uh, concurrent viewers. It's, you know, it's not an incredibly high bar, but it's a bar, you know, it's, it's great. And the next one to partner is, is quite a bit tougher. Uh, but, but it was, it was nice to put that together and get enough streams in to satisfy uh, those requirements. So, so yeah, now we've pulled in two cents in advertising revenue, Ooh. which yeah, the exciting thing here is that because it's two cents, that means that we split it. I did it in the create unknown, <laughs> set it up with the business. So you have earned your one cent, your, your 50, yeah. 50 cut of the two cents that we've earned. Yeah. Uh, that's why it's great though. This I is love it.
1: The, everything I just said is, is a total fabrication. I'm actually retiring in 2023
0: yeah, <laughs> on your penny. I'm done. On your Penny, which, Due to inflation is worth 0. 0.4 cents That's since, right. uh, it dropped into our account. Yeah. Um, no, it, it's also substantially different than what I do during the day. You know, it's like it, Kevin talking about the cartoons. Um, you know, I don't spend my days on, on wood, metal, and leather. I just don't. Uh, and so, uh, I get to do something that, uh, is different, but plays off of it. So like the streaming and talking side, I do a bit of that. Uh, but it's in a realm that is 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 different and i like that you know it's it's the equivalent of my cartoons
1: yeah it's a good change of pace and i i I have extracted Mm -hmm. two things out of your your streaming endeavors one is that it ties into what i was saying earlier about you know setting some sort of benchmark you know like i said one one cartoon a week i should be able to manage that for you uh Doing the streaming gives you an extra, not only motivation or, or reason or like impulse to work on the various projects that you have, but it, it almost mm-hmm. gives you also an extra reward for that because y- you do enjoy doing it. So it's a really nice kind of yeah. like layered thing in which like adding, almost adding responsibility to to yourself in some way makes it more fun to do it makes it more it's like something to look forward to then
0: it is at no point and i and i know that i'm not some grizzled veteran of streaming with 20,000 hours in uh but at no point have i felt forced to do it um and at no point have i regretted doing it after and and i think that's because i'm doing something that i would do anyway i would do all of these things in the back room, on my own, I just pop on an audio book. That's the only difference, and I and I wouldn't talk to myself as I did it. Um, but yeah, they, like if I'm doing it, it is 100 percent because I want to. I, I'm just turning a camera on for that, uh, and that that helps a lot. There's no obligatory stuff, and I think uh, it, it would be a very long time, <laughs> you know, before that pops up, where you, you know you eventually hit a part where it's like uh, you have some kind of Know, sponsorship arrangement or something. You've promised them X number of streams a month and you got to get that. Yeah, yeah. That's maybe, maybe we'll be having that part of the conversation one year from now when we're doing the 2024 uh hopes and dreams. Uh, but it, it's not even a thought now. So I just get to do what I want to do and what I should be doing. There are a couple things. I, I worked on a, a leather gun belt that my parents found in. Uh, The house that was on the site of the house they built—you know—it had crumbled, fallen. It was extremely old. It was a tear-down thing, and as they were tearing it down, they found this very old holster from the 1870s. And being able to sit down and give that the attention it deserved uh, to bring that leather back to um, life—that's great. I I I love that, and that's something that I wanted to do for a long time. Well, I finally got to do it. The fact that uh that other people got to hang out with me um and I got to hang out with them as I did it made it a lot nicer it's so much less solitary i'm okay with solitary more so than probably anybody i know uh that's not a problem but it was definitely cooler to to just hang out with people
1: yeah yeah so so okay so if you if you people listening if you're going to do a thing anyway maybe consider streaming while you do it and it might you know boost the uh the enjoyment of it i know oh man your movie sucks had this has this uh ethos to like an alarming degree i don't know if you remember but when we were talking to him talking to adam everything that he does he's like i might as well stream this so that's why he has like all these different like like eating well i'm gonna eat anyway i might as well do like a uh what is that called uh mukbang yeah mukbang oh right yeah i might as well do a mukbang stream of me eating you know my lunch uh but the the other thing that i wanted to extract from your experience is a little ethos that i think that people can use for any project which is do it badly and then do it better that's that was the exact path that you did on this streaming thing you did it badly um to see if you even liked doing it badly. That's really important. If you like doing something badly, well, guess what? You just found something that you like doing. Um, That's right. And, and something that's worth investing in yourself to do it better. So you did it badly. You did it with crap equipment. The audio was janky. Who cares? You had to decide whether or not, You like doing it at all, which you did. And now you've, you know, uh,
0: upgrading some equipment. You're redoing your setup to do it better. I want to point something out about that too. Do you know how easy it was to get the right setup because I'd been doing it badly? It was, I knew exactly what I needed and it took no time at all because I'd done it enough to understand that I needed X, Y, and Z. Like- I needed a mic arm that was not going to take up space on the desk. I needed a, a monitor that was elevated so that wouldn't take up space on the desk. I needed it to to be a certain kind of range of motion because I, I would need to be able to uh, position it and reposition it depending on what I was doing. This was all really clear to me because I'd spent 25 hours doing the thing. So at no point was I guessing. I wasn't thinking, oh, maybe this would be useful. No, I knew exactly what I needed because I just plain done it. And it, wow, did I save a lot of time and probably a lot of money, uh, by, by not thinking about, it. <laughs> by doing it badly. It just revealed everything I needed. And, you know, Kevin, I asked you a couple questions along the way. I asked John Swan, a couple questions on the audio side. um, generally it was, it was like, here's the list of stuff I need now. How cheaply can I get it? Mm -hmm. And just popped around the internet, finding, finding, you know, the, the cheapest way to do it, but at no point was it difficult. It just wasn't, I'd revealed everything. And that is a major strength of just doing a thing is that does the heavy lifting on figuring out how to improve it or uh, how to really just get what you need. Um, you can think about it all day and, and you're just not going to come up with the right solutions. You're just going to waste so much time and probably tons of money. So yeah, do it badly because not only will, uh, you do it better later, but you'll know exactly what you need to do to do it better. But yeah, I enjoyed doing it when it was as janky as possible. Um, if, if I hadn't, then I would have lost really nothing, no time, no money, and it wouldn't have been a big deal. But I I did enjoy it, and it was clear on how to upgrade, so I just did it, and boom, I'm ready. We want to help you make something and mean something. And we say that phrase all the time because when you're making something and you know it means something, even if it's just to you, that's when you feel pretty good about what you're creating. The support for the Create Unknown in recent weeks has been incredible. Animators, artists, musicians, YouTubers, aspiring filmmakers, comedians, it is crazy how talented everybody in this community is. Consider joining the Create Unknown Patreon. Every dollar that comes through goes straight into the podcast and its community. That means more highlights videos. It means a big Minecraft project that's on the way. And eventually, we'd like to manufacture custom piss bottles so you never have to leave your battle station. And being a patron unlocks participation in all of our live recordings. You've seen the roster of guests we've had. Having access to their minds is a unique opportunity. You can go to patreon.com slash thecreateunknown or click the link that's in the description. Every little bit helps and your support means absolutely everything to us. Patreon.com slash thecreateunknown. Links in the description. We appreciate you, Space Cowboys.
1: Here's something a little weird that I just thought of. And that is that uh, I think, I think that, oh man, how am I going to articulate this thought in my head? But I think, I think that, I think that a lot of like people, when people have regret, okay, I think perhaps here's one form of regret. One form of regret is spending a bunch of money on a thing that you don't even know if you like yet and finding out you don't like it and you're not doing it. And then you're staring at this crap you just spent a bunch of money on that you just wasted because you're never going to use it again. And I have I have a, a perfect example, if that seems too conceptual. I thought I really wanted to, to snowboard. That seemed like an awesome thing to me. Snowboarding seemed really cool when I was a teenager. It seemed awesome. Okay. Like carving down the slopes really fast on a snowboard. I mean, look, I played Cool Borders on PS One. It, <laughs> it was freaking sweet. Uh, so, guess what? Snowboards are pretty expensive. I don't remember how much my snowboard cost that I bought, but between the board and the boots and you know the whole shebang, bought the whole thing, bought the whole the whole thing, the whole the whole package, the whole Cool Borders Kevin package I bought and blew. We'll just say hundred hundreds. Of, we'll just say hundreds of dollars on. It might've been into more than that, but let's just say I was, was trillion. it might've been $3 trillion on, <laughs> on like a Burton snowboard and whatever airwalk boots. I don't even remember. This is a long time ago. Okay. You can probably infer where this story is going. Uh, yeah. I did not yeah. turn out to be the next great snowboarder. It just was not a thing. I didn't really like anything about it. It just wasn't for me. And that's okay. So
0: you did it and didn't enjoy it?
1: I did it a bunch of times. Yeah. I joined like a oh. ski club or whatever through school. And we went every week for you know months wow. throughout the winter. I don't remember. It was like every Saturday or something. For several months. I thought you were
0: going to say you, you really never got around to it. I thought that's where it was going. It's like, yeah, you just didn't take on it. But no, so you actually did it repeatedly and it just wasn't your thing.
1: Yes. I really didn't like it. I didn't like uh, anything about it. I just didn't find it fun. I wasn't any good at it. And I, and I didn't like it enough to get better at it. I was just like, I, I don't like this. I went from not knowing anything about it, thinking I would like it, spending. $1,200 or whatever it was on all this gear
0: mm-hmm.
1: and plus the, whatever I spent on the lift tickets and everything going every week, oh, yeah. it was a lot of money yep. and it got to the point where, um, by the end of that, uh, season, I wouldn't I would just like hang out and like drink hot chocolate and talk to people in the lodge. I wouldn't even go at all. I wouldn't even go. I wouldn't even go on the slope. I'd just be like, I just I, like, I'm just going to hang out and treat this as like a social event. Yeah. And guess what? I would look at that snowboard that I bought with a huge amount of regret. And I was like, this was a really stupid way. The point of this is that this was a really stupid way to go about figuring out whether I even liked snowboarding. I should have just rented a board for
0: that would have made sense a
1: month every, you know, once a week realized I didn't like it and saved myself a thousand dollars.
0: Yeah. You also, I mean, maybe that's an okay way to play it, but you could have duct taped your sneakers to a cafeteria tray <laughs> and seen, and seen if you enjoyed sliding down the hill with that. And if you did, okay, maybe it's time to do this for real. Uh, but Ben pointed out something really good in the chat, uh, about people buying, you know, a thousand dollar guitar to learn on. And yeah, there's a little bit of justification with instruments sometimes because the resale can be so high that you're never, you know, if you do it smartly, you're not really losing much, but it's the same thing. Like you need a, a a minimum, minimum, uh, bit of quality. Like it can't be something that uh, like hurts you very badly to do. You know, it can't be so bad that it's, it's something that kills, uh, but really, nothing has to be any good at all. It just doesn't. And then you figure out, yeah, you know, I, I really like snowboarding. I really like playing the guitar. I'll get something a little bit better. And then, you know, you kind of climb up the ranks that way. I did it with bowling balls. I mean, as strange as it will sound to a lot of people, uh, bowling balls have different surfaces and they do different things on the lane. And you start out with with cheap ones that are uh Made of, uh, it used to be polyester, Um, but they're, they're basic, you know, they're really, there's nothing to them. And when you can kind of control that, then you get something a little bit better. But if you go and drop $200 on a ball that you don't know how to use, what's the point? You know, it's, it's like, it's like getting some, uh, incredible sports car to like drop your kids off at school. Like this is not useful uh, and it's really just a, a weird ego move, uh, in, in your own head, but it's not useful for what you're trying to do. Uh, so yeah, no, I'm, I'm a big fan of that. Just do it kind of thing. And, and Casey Neistat is, we talked to him about this many years ago where he was one of the first people to do it. You like turn my phone on and and boom, um, that's that's really it. And I'll deal with the result and then on to the next thing. Uh, yeah, you can you can keep doing it like that, or you can um, you know do the the Nile red thing and spend your twenty bucks at Walmart and have fun with chemistry. And well, then then maybe you ratchet up the complexity a little bit. But you just have to do the thing. Like stop thinking and just do a thing. That is. You know, I'm going on a rant here, but that is the number one hurdle in this entire sector of creative stuff, and especially YouTube. You don't even need a great idea. Do you know how many people we interview who have stupid ideas for their channels, and they're amazingly successful? <laughs> like, like uh, we'll we'll call some people out for being stupid, uh, but like, think about Soup. Soup just goof's off on video games. That that's not. Like high end, uh, you know, ideas that that went through a committee and was carefully selected to be the winner. Like no, he goofed off with his friends in a way that other people could get a lot of entertainment out of, and then he kept doing it. That's it. Almost everybody look at Destin. Destin thought, wouldn't it be smarter every day? Wouldn't it be cool to show the world how weird this chicken head is? That the chicken's head stays in place even when I move its body. That's it. There's no grand plan for any production quality on that, any follow ups, any master channel around it. It's like, no, here's a cool chicken video I'm going to make. And then he made it. And then it was on to the next thing. It turned into a truly legendary career that has straight up improved the world. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, stop thinking about things. Your idea is probably good. And if it's not, still won't matter people will still very likely be into it to some degree just do your thing stop thinking and do your thing
1: well yeah and my point my point is do it do it badly and cheaply at, at first and uh see if you even like it because you might not and then and i think that a lot of that's fair. a lot of what people regret at least in my life I know the things that I regret are the things like that snowboard where I'm like man I just wasted a lot of money on that I don't even like it you know and the guitar is a good example too you know yeah don't Unless, unless you just really like the thing, if you really like the object and the idea of having it and being and collecting or whatever, like that's fine. That's its own separate thing. And that's totally cool and totally a valid reason to buy, you know, specific whatever's uh, whatever you're into, because that's like a different part of being into a thing is also just, you know, collecting and, and owning the thing. But if you're trying to figure out whether or not you like the thing. Do it like Matt did with the streaming, where it's like, I'll just stream with whatever setup I have. And uh, if it turns out I like this thing, well, then I'll get some better stuff. And guess what? This this round of better stuff will be replaced if you get to the next level of liking the thing and want to do more with it. And that's sort of the natural progression with everything. The same with Destin and the cameras. Like He didn't start off with a slow-mo <laughs> cam that shoots 30,000 frames per second. Like He worked his way up to that. You know, after years of right. realizing that he's kind of into getting smarter every day and bringing along other people for the ride, mm-hmm. so and that's how most of this stuff works. Okay, uh, last thing that I have for 2023 is uh, TCU stuff, and this also will get. Um, well, so this will also sort of fit into like a little bit of a shadowy, mysterious bucket for now. But um, there are a couple of things that I can say about it. And one of the things that I'll say, um, sort of the way that I discussed expanding uh, the Vsauce 2 platforms is that let's start by saying what we expanded in 2022 with TCU, which is um, having regular weekly highlight uh, uh, videos uploaded on YouTube. That was something, that was a goal for 2022. I'm really happy with how we executed that. Um, So those of you who, don't go to YouTube and just listen on audio. You might not be familiar with this. But if you go to the YouTube channel, uh, you will find a new highlight every single week. That, that's its own standalone video that's edited by itself that has like clips from the creator and stuff like that. So that's one way that we expanded TCU in 2022. 2023, we'll see. The, uh, there, there, are, there are seeds being planted to um expand our operation a little bit uh we'd like to do make more content for sure uh it's a matter of uh, you know how that comes to fruition but uh there are feelers being put out right now to do more on the podcasting side so you know on top of matt doing streaming um through TCU on the Twitch, which is going to be happening in 2023 with more regularity with a new setup. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're also looking to do more in terms of the production side of just podcasting sort of writ large. So that's right. I kind of think that's all I could say for now on that, unless you have anything else.
0: No, no, we've, uh, you know, we've had a good time with everybody for a few years now. And along the way, we've gotten We've all gotten better at the things that we do. Um, you know, both of us are more comfortable. Uh, we had a whole episode where I talked with Ben about his progression and where he's at. Um, just everything has progressed really nicely. and uh, as it goes on, we just we just want to do more and more. And this goes back to that thing from months ago, how stupid it is. And there's a commercial. That references this. I, I think it's um, it's a beer commercial that references that if you if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. Absolutely not. That is idiotic. That is the, that it, that saying is a product of zilches and zeros who have done nothing. <laughs> I have never heard a productive person say that in my entire life. And if somebody says it to you, they are telegraphing how useless they are. Keep that in mind. If somebody gives you that advice, you instantly know they're a zilch. Because the reality is if you love what you do, you will constantly, constantly work. And you don't stop. You know, An example of this is like the Tom Brady freakishness. I don't know what's going to make that man retire. He loves to play football. Certainly not his family. Uh,
1: he, <laughs> that, that didn't work no, out. No, Yeah.
0: No, that, that wasn't enough to do it. He's defied nature for quite some time. Um, yeah, very, very few things uh, that were part of my life in college are still part of my life today. And one of them is Tom Brady's career. I wouldn't have put money on that in 2003. Uh, but anyway, yeah, you, you just keep grinding and you keep going and there's always something. And he's still in the playoffs. He's still in the playoffs. playoffs. He's great. You know, occasionally you get somebody who turns like 68 and decides they, it's time to slow down. You know, Kevin, you and I were talking about Daniel Day-Lewis with this a while ago where he, he announced that, that he kind of was, you know, finished up a little bit on acting. It doesn't seem like he'll have any significant roles of any kind in the future unless he changes his mind. Um, and, you know, he's, he's been one of the best in the history of, of uh, uh, both theater and movies. It's less everything for how long he's earned it. It's okay to, to slow down. Yeah. Ducky says, Jim Carrey, you get that. And it's totally okay. But most people are, are working until they die. You know, Harrison Ford is all over my TV right now. He's like eighty years old. So right now I what? pop on Paramount Plus. Uh, real real quick I wanna, yeah, I wanna yeah. say
1: I wanna say that you hear all the time of people who stop working and then die. Which is it's true, yeah. Which
0: is like in all walks of life.
1: Yeah, no matter what it is, is people retire, they don't know what to do anymore, and they just yeah. check out. So I mean, there's this like a mortal danger
0: to uh yeah to stop, which is odd. It is. Yeah, but I pop on Paramount Plus and the two faces that are all over it right now are Harrison Ford with 1923, he is 80 years old and he's also uh, on Twitter about three times a week trending for the new Indiana Jones stuff. He's 80 years old. And the other guy on all over is Sylvester Stallone with with Tulsa King. Um and he's he's 76, you know? It, like this is this is what you do when you're really into something. Um, and that's us. I mean, it, you know, it's not going to be exactly the same thing. I don't think if you're looking for Kevin Lieber to host Vsauce two videos until he is 76, I bet it won't happen. I bet that's probably not going to come true for you. Um, do I think when Kevin 76, he's going to be sitting around with, his, his VR chip that's implanted in his temple, just enjoying uh, a new life. No, I don't think so. I think he's going to be doing something. I don't know what it is, but it's going to be something in the creative realm. And that will happen as long as he's capable of doing it. Uh, So, yeah, we're just advancing. We're, we're, we're going to the next kind of the next level on this stuff because we love it and we've gotten better at it. We're just more efficient. So yeah, yeah, that that's just where the create unknown is headed, and and we're really excited to go into details about about that, about what's uh, the specifics on Vsauce two, because that's another part of that. Like this is what it's like to be a, a creator thing that we can open up a window on, uh, where you know most people you just see the end result and you don't know how it happens or why. So that'll be that'll be good. I'm excited for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah, and I I, I do like your. Hatred of that, of that phrase, because no, no one ever pushes back on that. So that's why it's fun to hear you push back on that, because I think that what you're pushing back on is, is completely, completely accurate. Like the sentiment, I get the sentiment. The sentiment is like, oh, you wake up and you just love what you do rather than being, uh, you know, feeling compelled against your will to do the thing that you want to do. But, but you're right. Like there's plenty of, there's, there's just plenty of, and I've talked about jobs that I've had in the past, where You know, you show up, you do your job, you check out, and then you go do the thing that you want to do, whether it's hang out, hang out with your friends at the bar or draw potato cartoons because you're insane. Like me, you kind of, you kind of have this like bifurcation to your day. Mm -hmm. Uh, Where you have like your work part and then like your me time. But uh, everybody that we've ever talked to, if you've listened to this podcast, you you understand that like part of the problem with this is that there is no me time. It's just everything is intermingled in this bizarre way. Yeah, right. Where it's kind of always work.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's always work and never work at the same time. Uh, there's the, the paradox in there, but what I really hate about that saying is the implication that working is, is undesirable. The implication that it's right. it's bad in some way that, that like you wouldn't want to work every day of your life. Uh, if I could move stones every day of my life, it would be work and I would love it. it I, 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 I I hate it. Like I literally hate this phrase on every level. I hate what it says because it's wrong, and I hate what it implies because that's wrong.
1: <laughs> right, right, yeah.
0: Everything is bad about this.
1: Um, and seems to serve no purpose. Like in in like, no what's who the point? is it helping? Who is like oh
0: okay? I, I, what uh, is the point? No, there isn't one. There isn't one. So uh, the people who say that should. Should be like that meme where the, the old man drags the computer, my computer into the recycle bin and then disappears. I hope all the people who, who say that phrase do that with the, with themselves, <laughs> that they somehow drag themselves into the trash of life and just disappear in thin, into thin air.
1: <laughs> oh all right. <laughs> well, I, I think that covers that covers it. Uh, was there anything else yeah. that, that you had uh, sort of top of mind? Um, I will say that uh, guests guest booking has commenced, so uh, you can look forward to you know a fresh new round of guests. Uh, you can some you know you can imagine that some of the people that I've already reached out to uh, as return guests. Um, but you can't imagine some of the ones that I've re- that I have reached out to that aren't returning guests that will be fresh faces. So, uh, and also um, if there's anyone that you would like us to speak with, you can tweet it at us. You can join our discord. We have a specific channel for guest recommendations on the discord, but there's, there's so many creators out there and we can't know all of them. So if there's someone who you think, mm-hmm. you know, would be a fantastic person to uh to probe mentally on the create unknown shoot your shot let us know because chances are uh, we don't even know who they are it's there's there's so many great creators it's it's endlessly uh you know impossible almost to know them all
0: it is so yeah uh, we we know like one percent of of the the best people now just because it's so big, it's impossible to know more than one percent. If somebody tells you they they know a significant number, it's like it's like grains of sand on a beach. You could walk all day and touch point zero 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 one percent of them, mm-hmm. uh, and that's just on the surface. So. No, give us suggestions because we want to see new people too. Uh, speaking of streaming, I, I was popping through the the maker and crafter category on Twitch, which which has some really cool stuff. And I sent you the thing, didn't I, Kevin, with the guy making hobo nickels? Did you see that? No, but that oh, sounds like something amazing. I would like to see. <laughs> yeah, he carves. He just carves hobo nickels with like a, a really intricate setup, and and um, shows you know, split screen things. Uh, like he did, he took quarters and, and carved a mask, like a, like a COVID mask on George Washington. It, it's just really cool. The stuff that he pumps out. Right, what exactly and are hobo him. nickels?
1: What is the definition of a hobo uh, nickel?
0: A hobo nickel is basically art on a coin. So y- you take an existing coin and then somehow alter it in an artistic way. Uh, and I, and I think that the lore on that is it's something that, that uh, hobos would give people as, as a little gift in exchange for, you know, different things, maybe some food, something like that. Uh, but <laughs> as, as you can guess, some were very crude and some were extremely intricate art. And this guy's crazy. Like the stuff he pulls off is shocking that a human can do it. Uh, so yeah, I mean, if you if you just search Hobo Nichols Twitch, <laughs> um, not you know, it's not like eighty channels are going to not come a deep, up. Not a deep category. Uh, uh, J Jay Hobo, Jay, I'm, I'm going to link this in because uh, it's really cool, and he sells some too, I think, on Etsy. Uh, but yeah it's fantastic stuff and that's somebody like i would have had no idea that that guy existed but i was just browsing around so who knows how many how many creators are, are like that
1: i don't know i just love the idea of like ruining a coin in exchange for soup yeah well i guess ruining well, is, is a hard, harsh way of, but you know personalizing it i guess would be a nice way of putting it
0: here's a right. personalized yes.
1: quarter uh, may I have some soup <laughs> rather than just giving them the money? Like, but I guess Here's the money is not, ins- not enough. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm just trying to understand the thought process here. I think I need to read, yeah. read more about this lore.
0: And I think if, when you're a hobo and you're riding the rails, there's a lot of time to do stuff like intricate carvings of coins, right? Uh, it's a good fit for the hobo inside of you. That's, that's really what this podcast is about, is cultivating the hobo inside you. That's what we want to do.
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, the extent of my hobo knowledge really comes from Pee-wee's big adventure when he's on riding the rails <laughs> with that guy <laughs> singing, the guy who sings Jimmy Crack Corn and I Don't Care over and over and over again until Pee-wee goes insane and jumps off the train. That, uh, <laughs> that's right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got to say, this is one of those things where I'll probably never have the opportunity to mention this, but it's, you know, you don't have a whole lot of hobo stories in life, but one of them is how funny it is to me when I'm in an Eastern European country, when you walk down like main street or well, whatever they call the main street in, you know, Romania or something. Um, But, but stores, almost all of them have hobo in the window. It's the funniest thing in the world to me to walk around and there's a big, like a big sign that says hobo in the window of almost every store, because in the Cyrillic alphabet, the N is expressed by H and V is usually B. So it's really Novo. You're saying, you know, you're not pronouncing it hobo. You're pronouncing it Novo. And so new. You know, it's, this is the new stuff. Like this is what's on sale. So obviously every store is going to have, you know, signs that point out their new stock and their sales and all that stuff. But to somebody reading that in English, as you walk by, it's like, here's the hobo store. (laughs) And I, I just, I never got tired of laughing at that. You know, it's the most like ignorant, dumb thing in the world, but I'm like, wow, Bulgaria is just filled with hobo stores. It's awesome. Yeah. Hey,
1: it's the little things in life that you can entertain yourself with like hobo store signs in Romania. <laughs> That's right. Um, all right. So we have big plans for 2023. Um, I hope that this uh, discussion on that filled you in on uh, what we're up to and perhaps mm-hmm. you know gave you a little bit of motivation to recalibrate what it is that you will be up to in yes. this new year uh what did we call it earlier uh not a resolution a uh I forgot already but uh man I don't remember at all
0: grind illusion
1: yeah grind illusion
0: the yeah grind illusion
1: what is your grind illusion for 2023 let's hear them
0: and I I do want to say that I I want to go in on uh to something on streams in coming weeks on the the philosophy that undergirds all of these things which I'm, I'm going to drop the name with no explanation it's just I, I think of it as I want to hurt, hate, and be happy. That's how everything it, it all falls under that category. And I want to go in the details of that on streams as I'm as I'm doing some of the things that that hurt. But you know that that little uh, bit about hating that stupid pseudo advice, which reminded me, what was that Morgan Freeman quote that we did an episode on? That sucked.
1: Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, I remember doing an episode on it and hating it, but I don't even. Yeah. I, don't remember what it was.
0: Uh, the Morgan Freeman. Hopefully advice. somebody in the chat uh will that was will one of our earliest of episodes. Yeah, it was just too long ago for me to recall the details on it. Uh but but no, what I love about the uh the hurt, hate, and be happy is is that I think almost everybody lives that way with like the wrong definitions of of what each word actually means. And Boss Threads has it exactly right. Hurt, hate, and be happy is my version of live, laugh, love. Live, laugh, love is stupid too. Everything is bad. <laughs> live, laugh. Number one, live. What is the alternative to that? What's What's the valid option other than live? There really is only one, and it's not great. If you If you choose the other option, the not live, there's no laughing and loving. So even the structure of live, laugh, love is stupid. <laughs> All of this is bad.
1: I got the advice. I got the uh, the Morgan Freeman advice.
0: Oh, you did? Uh, what is it?
1: It was, don't take criticism from people you wouldn't go
0: to that's, for advice. That is right. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, uh, uh, that's probably even much more destructive. Uh, at least, you know, it's just a goofy sentiment that, you know, work a day in your life thing. Whereas the Morgan Freeman quote, that actually is harmful to what people do. Um, which is why that was worth a full episode. And, and this was worth like a 30 second rant. Uh, but yeah, I'm really excited to go to to really flesh out the details of hate, uh, hurt, hate, and be happy because uh, it's actually a really healthy, positive way of of looking at stuff. Uh, people who popped in before we hit the record button know that hurting is happening today. Well, I, I just maxed out physically yesterday on working at my parents' house, and and I felt great waking up and hurting for that reason. So. Yeah. If you want to go like hurt puppies and kittens. No, no, no. That's the wrong translation of, of the hurt in that sentence. It's not about that. Do things that make you hurt. Uh, so we will. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just want to flesh that out more. That's the kind of thing that, you know, we, we fill minutes in the stream about. So we'll pop a link to the Twitch in, uh, in the episode notes.
1: Wait, what wasn't, uh, didn't John Cougar Mellencamp have a hurt so good song? Yes, 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 he did. John Mellencamp hurts so good. That's the hurt you're talking about. Yeah. Hurt so good.
0: It is, it is. And and also it comes from uh, risking and blowing it, you know, like there's that element of safety where if you don't ever put yourself in a position to, to fail, to get shot down, to get, you know, like if, if the best way to never be broken up with, never be dumped is to never once get in a relationship. Like that's not great. (laughs) <laughs> you know, so, so if, if there's anything that hurts physically or makes you feel bad, so, something is happening in your life, and that's a good thing. And if if you're not hurting on multiple levels, you're you're probably just not doing anything at all.
1: All right. Well, I like that. I, I, I look forward to hearing more about it on the streams. So yeah. So that's that's one actionable thing that you can look forward to and and uh, be a mm-hmm. part of right now, which is following the Create Unknown on Twitch. So uh, you can be notified of when Matt goes live, which will be happening with a regularity now that the new setup is in place. So that's really exciting. And then otherwise, uh, you can look forward to guest announcements, which will start rolling in. You can look forward to uh, a new Vsauce 2 announcement in the next weeks-ish. We'll see. Um, And then also uh, what what may become... A TCU expansion in 2023, but that that will not be weeks ish. We'll we'll see we'll see if and how that unfolds over the coming months. Uh, but we will be back uh, next week, so join us for TCU's day next week. Uh, if you want to become a patron, go to patreon.com/slash/thecreateunknown if you want to help out this podcast. And otherwise, uh, we'll
0: see you next Tuesday. We'll see you, Space Cowboys. Thanks for listening to The Create Unknown. We make this show with the support of our patrons. 100% of that goes directly to keeping episodes going every week, and the recent support has been amazing. Sid NRM, Venture Addicts, Weezergood, you all really do make this show happen. Thank you to the Tots and Dumpster crew, old and new, who save tiny little lives every month. Thank you to our grizzled, battle-hardened child infantry. Clemente De Los Santos, Dan The Latch, Demetrius Andrews, Erica, Farrakhan, Jen Mephisanti, Kevin Menard, Mikhail Steinke, Monahem, Natsu, Penny Peddler, Risebred, Ryan Kinder, Samuel Manser, Sean S., Sean Malone, and Tom Videogre. And a tremendous shout out to our elite baby gang commanders: Atrocious Guff, Cat, Dojangles, Graham Robertson, James Gallagher, Jeff Davis, Orange Vanilla Coke, Patrick Pister, TCU's personal pilot Andy, Ryan Carroll, Baseweight Vintos, Yetus Deletus, Jonas Walter, Nathan Robinson, Chelxies, and of course Trevsted. You are the elite. Thank you as well to our indentured servants, producer-editor Ben Webster, Minecraft mogul Laterman, Discord kitten wrangler Conrad, and producer emeritus Dan Yoshua. Thanks to Baseweight for use of Created in the Unknown for the opening theme. Thanks to Electro Voice for giving us mics to sound good on top of it. And a special thanks to Main Gear for powering all of our PC endeavors. The Create Unknown is an unknown media production in partnership with Studio 71.